Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, everyone? You're listening to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, where you can get real, honest opinions about films, that are opening in your theaters soon and every once in a while an older film as well. So stay tuned, enjoy what you're hearing. Don't forget to like us and follow us on social media at VS Movie Podcast. You know how all that works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, Ryan, it's nice to see you. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> I know you hate this, um, but that's okay. This, this is how we grow. This is how we learn. Um, Hey, uh, uh, Spider-Man wasn't number one at the box office this week. No, it wasn't. Um, amazingly, it took a sequel, reboot, requel, I believe is the term they're using for this one. Uh, Scream, Scream 5, 5. But yes, just the epitomous there. Uh, Scream, 30.6 million, bumps Spider-Man to number two. Uh, You like horror. You like horror movies. I like good horror movies, sure. Which leads to my next question. I don't know how you <laughs> felt about Screams 1 through 4. Or Stab uh, 1 know, through 7. Well, it, well, or 8. Right. Apparently eight, 8 betrayed the entire spirit of the, the Stab series. Right. Anyway, um, no. Uh, and I hear it was done by that guy who directed Knives Out. Anyway. Uh, but uh, anyway. Anyway. Um, you know, I, I, it's funny because the first part of this film uh, is kind of the, the first monologue is, or, you know, dialogue is um, a young girl answers the phone, young, a teenage girl answers the phone and talks about how she's into horror movies, but she likes elevated horror. Well, that's sort of how I tend to be as well, although that's not entirely the case because I guess some people probably don't see the George Romero zombie films, films as elevated horror. They're right. pretty splatterish and stuff, but. Uh, but no, I mean, uh, I would, I, I was okay with the stream series. Um, I, I wasn't as passionate about it as a lot of people. I think the comedy gets in the way sometimes. Uh, I, I never found them particularly scary. Um, right. so, but I, I understood the appeal. Um, and, and so I wasn't, I, I, I mean, I own all of them. Um, and, and, uh, I'm at least I'm at least positive in, in generally speaking about them. Okay, so then that leads us into this one. Uh, my going in, I actually went back and rewatched Scream Four because I had no memory of having watched it. And in the entire time I'm watching it, it's like I know I've seen this. And you know, I got through, and I'm like, oh yes, I'm keenly aware now that I did in fact see this. But it's just like the other three. Um, but then I was like, oh yeah, 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 I remember this. Yeah. I remember that. Oh yeah. And that's how it ends. Uh, so then we get to this one and I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think, I think if you're a fan of the series, um, and you like the idea of not exactly, it's, I mean, they're following a pattern. 
I mean, this, this, the, the, this is very much, um, following a kind of a format. Yep. Um, and so it, it, it's very meta about what it's doing. Um, yeah. Uh, which some people are, are, are going to like, some people are going to find really annoying. Um, I, I think there's some interesting stuff going on in this, particularly when it comes to uh, some of that commentary is in regards to uh, ownership of the, the, the narrative. Um, does it belong to the fans? Does it belong to the artists? Who does the narrative belong to? Right. So there's some, there is some interesting stuff in there. Um, you know, there's some lines that I thought were, were pretty good. Um, but it is very much a formula. Um, and that's kind of, I mean, the, the original series was kind of, that's what its thing was. It was, it was acknowledging that there's a formula and it was acknowledging, um, you know, a lot of these, what debates among horror enthusiasts right. about, you know, what is what and, you know, and, and I, I guess the debate now has expanded to the point where, I mean, that's all it is almost to, there's almost not even the horror genre itself is almost just a debate now. Um, you know, what is horror? What's elevated horror? What's, what's good? What's bad? What, you know, I mean, everyone has, is kind of a voice and it's almost taken over the, it doesn't really matter what the films are. It depends, you know, it's like, well, what studio did it or, you know, anyway. Right. Um, and, and, and so to a certain degree, I think, you know, there is some relevancy to doing uh, Scream 5 and doing what, with it, what they did. Um, obviously, it's the first one without uh, Wes um, Craven as, as director. And so it's kind of also a tribute to him. Um, and I think there's stuff in there that maybe he would have enjoyed. Um you know, I think there's some there's some interesting stuff in there, um, but it is so bound to the formula that I don't think that it was ever going to be a great movie. Um, yeah, I, because you know this is the fifth time they're doing it. Yeah, and it, you're right. It is. It, it does hew to the formula, even within the the bounds of, of variance that the formula and that they discuss allow. Um. It, it's a very nostalgic movie, more so even than like Scream 2, where they hyper analyze the first Scream in sure. terms of what's going on. And even in 3, where they hyper analyze 2 and 1 and how that has to evolve and get to this. Um, you, you use the word meta. I have the word meta in my write up. Um, this man and, and nostalgia uh, is also in my write up. And dude, I got to tell you, we could do like hours on just this spate of films that are just rooted in nostalgia of late, uh, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, Spider-Man, Scream, um, you know, and how they're trying to re—I I don't even know if they're trying to reinvigorate a series or or cap. I mean, and that—that's the argument. And you know, The Matrix are they are they trying to reinvigorate a, a property or are they trying to exploit a property? You know, we can have this debate forever. It seems like it seems like that is the the direction that Hollywood is going right now. And, and my problem with the film is that it's everything that they say, you, you, you almost see them turning to the camera and winking at you. I'm going to tell you yeah. this and now it may or may, you know, and, but not in that kind of lighthearted way that even scream two was, you know what I mean? Uh, 
where you know sitting in the room and and you know watching the movie and the killer's coming up behind you while the killer's coming up behind you it was it's not even that clever this i think just like a lot of films that do this it's it's really i don't know if it's just trying too hard or if it thinks it's more than it is in terms of that but either way it's it, it, for me, you know, there, there, you know, the great dividing line of this year mm. and, and this type of movie, you know, there's Ghostbusters, Spider-Man, and there's The Matrix. Well, this falls on the Matrix side of that for me, you know, on on the bad side of, of this phenomenon. It, you know, so now it's two and two for the year. Um, and and I don't, I and I, I can't decide if they were, again, if it was just inadvertently they were trying so hard or if, or if they're well, just, or if they're just not smart enough by half. I think that part of the issue is that the environments, the conversations have changed a little bit. It used to be, you know, when Scream came out, obviously Scream was inspired um, to a great extent by uh, the love for Halloween. Right. Um, the, the movie Halloween, obviously the holiday as well, but primarily the movie Halloween. Um, and... Uh, I think that once upon a time, I think most horror fans, while they debated with each other, there was a, something civil about it. It was, it was, mm-hmm. uh, whereas I think this film exists in a place where the commentary and, you know, the, the banter between people is no longer civil. Um, and so I think that the, the odds of this one having the same sort of fun atmosphere right. were very, very low simply because what they're talking about isn't nearly as much fun as it once was. Um, you know, it used to be that y- you could connect over things. Um, and a lot of times now it's about disconnecting. What do you hate rather than what do you like? Well, th- that argument uh, isn't unique to the horror genre either. No, no, no. I think it's, it's a discourse in, in a lot of these films and genre films in general. I mean, particularly, Star Wars alone. Yeah. Well, Star Wars alone. And, and they do, I mean, they, they, reference star wars you know again they talk about scream eight how it you know went from whatever and it was directed by the guy who did knives out i mean there's so much commentary that's directly pointed at star wars community even in this film which you're either going to think is is interesting or you're going to think is unnecessary and 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 you know i i I mean, there's there's a few things in this film that I, I think that, well, I'm not entirely certain that I know exactly what they're trying to say. And I don't know that they are entirely certain of what they're trying to say about that commentary. Right. And uh, I mean, there is a line in this film. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but where someone whines about their ending. Um, yes. They're, they're complaining about, but what about my ending? And I think that sums up the whole debate almost entirely is is you don't always get what you want because it's not yours to to right. you know you know it's it's somebody if the decision making belongs to someone else and you can live with it or you can complain about it but no matter what you think you're really not the one making those decisions as, yeah. as a as a fan person so i think there was some interesting stuff in there um that i that i you know that i enjoyed um but i was never scared no. ever 
Um, there were not even jump scares. There was nothing about the film that I found frightening. Um, partially because we'd been there. Right. Let me, let me ask you a question real quick. Was there ever an instance in this film where someone opened the door and, and blocked the camera and then closed the door and someone was actually there to kill him? I don't, I think that every single one of those was a head fake because that's, I mean, because, and, and that's, that, that's a joke. I know it was a joke in scream four, uh, when they were having the, the stabathon. You know, take a shot every time someone opens the refrigerator door and closes it and there's a jump scare or something like that. And then in this movie, I, I swear to God, every single time something like that happened, it was deliberately put there to not have anything happen. Yeah, or I mean, there's you find or it's someone's in the closet, but it's not who. I don't know. Uh, there's I. I. I I guess it's it's hard for me to to be too critical or too passionate about this because I never was right. even when it was prestige or whatever you know during the heyday that uh, I thought it was interesting but not really as compelling as a lot of other people well, did especially uh, the first one and then ironic yeah. and then ironically I think it it it's it's similar to the Matrix in that way everyone's like the first one was just so genius i mean well, the first was, scream if you think about it, it really was i mean that first scream was just beautifully done sure sure because and it had references in there that if you're into horror films everything from i mean the, the way they handled the drew barrymore aspects of mm-hmm. it was very psycho um i mean there were uh, the a lot of their decisions that they made with that first film were rooted directly in the sort of things that that horror fans would geek out about um almost like there was a secret language that was being spoken. And so there was the general audiences will see it on one level. And then if you were really into horror films, there was that extra level that you could dive into. Right. And I, and I think they try to do that to a certain extent in this one, but I don't know that you can do that anymore. No, I Um, I think, I I think, I, I think internet into an extent has made all that information so accessible that you don't actually have to have seen Halloween or Psycho or a lot of these films. Um, you can just go on the Wikipedia page and look up and go, okay, that's what that was. Or there's 6 million people out there who write articles about, let's explain everything to you that's in this movie. Right. Whereas God, I hate it, used, <laughs> it used to be kind of like a, a rite of passage, not necessarily a test or anything, but a lot of those things you learned because you were passionate about it and you had to, you had to find those things out and it wasn't remotely as easy as it is now. And, and so and you had to people, go back and watch the movie again and then watch and, it again. Yes. And then you would be like, okay, you know, or, I mean, there was a, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that it used to be harder to get that information. Um, and so the people who had that information were more passionate or right. they were, you know, it, it just makes, makes you different. Uh, if you have to hunt for something, you have to put more uh, of an effort into it and more of yourself into something. And I, so I think fandom has actually kind of become less passionate in, in a way. Um, certainly more vocal because there's more channels for people to scream at now. True. Um, you know, I mean, it used to be that the, the best you could get was maybe uh, the back pages of the Fangoria. But I don't even know right. if they ever printed. I don't know if they, I don't, anyway. Uh, but you know, there wasn't, there wasn't, the dialogue was different. Um, and it was, it, it came across differently. Um, 
So, I, I mean, Scream came along at a time when it, it, you, you could tap into something that was unique. And, and I think even if you didn't know all the, you know, the, the little bits and things that were tributes to other stuff, you knew that it was built on something that was solid. Whereas I, I, I mean, we're five films in at that point. What is there left to play tribute to, except for, I think this film is trying to play tribute to itself. It's trying to play tribute to the, the, the first film. And I don't know that you can do that uh, and be entirely effective. Um, I, I think if you're a fan of the series that you'll be fine with this film. Yeah. I think diehards will be okay. But, and, and obviously, you know, there's a, a craving for horror films because it, it did go to the box office right. and that's, that's comforting. I mean, uh, you know, Halloween, uh, the first one did, you know, well, the, that, the reboot, why well, not reboot it, reimagined, reextended, whatever Halloween films is doing really well. So Robert, there's an, there's an appetite for this stuff. Yep. Um, and, and that's, you know, for people who like horror films, that's that's good because hopefully we'll get more and inevitably some of those are going to be good. There's going to be, a, you know, there's going to be a lot that's garbage, but that's kind of been the genre itself um, since the very beginning. There were, there were always one or two films that were kind of defined an era and everyone copied that. And then we kind of got sick of that and someone reinvented the wheel. And we go along with that will for a while until someone decides, oh, we've got a better will. Yep. Um, or we're going to go back to an old will. Yeah. Because we've had too much of the new. Anyway. The, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So it's again, it's for me, it, it it's so self-referential and self-deferential. And and I think that I, it's I, Wes Craven would never would have made this film. No, I don't. This think was not would. because because it is such a. Uh, celebration. It, it's almost uh, how um, Spielberg avoided some of his own stuff when doing Ready, Ready Player One. Ready, Ready Player One. I was One thinking because, that as well when we were talking he, about that. He did it, would it have fit in there? Yes. Um, but would it have felt a little weird for to Spielberg have to be making Spielberg a, a movie be, about Spielberg? About Spielberg. Yeah. yeah. So, so in, in, in a way, Spielberg directing Ready Player One was perfect and completely flawed. Yeah. probably you know i mean when you think of who should make ready player one he's probably the first person you think of and probably the the, the first person you should take off the list yep. um, for the exact same reasons um so yeah i mean i you know i saw this uh i went uh i went opening night thursday night uh to the the fan screening yeah. um, where they had the q and a and stuff afterwards so i was i was there with people who were really excited and passionate to see the film and they seemed to enjoy it but again, this, they didn't really ever feel that there was no tension. There was no scare factor. It was just kind of like we're watching another Scream movie. And I, I want another level. Yeah. I want something. I want something more. I want to. And maybe you can't do that when you're doing a bunch of sequels. No, I don't. I, uh, I don't know that you can. Um let me ask you a question because I don't think anything big is opening this week. No. Does Spider-Man go back to number one? Yes. You think so? See, and that I, says I, a lot about the word of mouth and I the do. broad appeal of Scream. Well, I think Scream will do okay. Well, I didn't um, say it was going to tank. No, no. And I, I just, with horror films, they are typically very much front-loaded. Um, and I think that there, there is even more 
of a, a sense of urgency to go see a horror film the mm-hmm. first week um, because horror films have the tradition of having twists and things and whatever. And, and granted, obviously, Spider-Man has a lot of twists and things, um, you know, and I guess part of it, too, is how many times are these people going to go see Scream again? Right. Um, uh, how, you know, are we are in a movie going what habit at this point where you'll go see a movie two or three or four times. I mean, that's what really made scream sell initially um, is that there were tons of people who saw that movie numerous times. Um, And we're kind of in in an age where I don't know if that's going to continue to happen. I think Spider-Man, you're getting a lot of people who are seeing it numerous times. It's not just new people seeing it every week. I don't think that's the case at all. In fact, I, you know, I think a lot of it's driven by people, who who have seen it two or three times um, and that's how you get a movie that makes the amount of money that it does um and that's why a movie like the matrix isn't making the same amount of money because you don't feel the desire to have to see it a second or third time um you know and, and scream i think i maybe i'll watch it again when it comes out on on home video or you know um uh, at some point, you could probably convince me to do a screen marathon. Um, but there's no, I mean, for me, I, I think that, I think you actually with the first scream, I think that you could, I, it's kind of that, that, that very first one is kind of in its own category. And, and it is something that I wouldn't mind watching regularly. No, or, the, the you know, first one, definitely. Frequently. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but you know, so I mean, but that's again, it's it's it, when that came out, they reinvented the will to a, a certain extent, and then everyone tried to copy uh, what they were doing. Um, so it, those, you know, I mean, there are, there are films along the way that that, that stand out, and and horror genre, the horror genre, unfortunately, kind of beats those stories to death. You know, I mean, it really, it really does. Uh, you know, Saw was interesting, but was Saw interesting when we had seen it? eight times no not really you know, you know the, the 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 movie over and over you know and so and I, and obviously this is another thing they're struggling with with the saw franchise is how do we move on when we've killed off the one thing that connected all these together and etc and and i don't think the idea of a copycat thing works very well and no it didn't uh, it definitely didn't in spiral so, so anyway again these are actually debates that they have in in scream itself or not yeah. debates they kind of mention some of it right um about you know how do you get something new using something old and how do you reinvent it and, and how far is too far and, you know, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. um but if you're looking i mean scream i think you know at this point if you're just looking for something that's comfortable is it it's kind of what this is there's yeah, no I- there's no real shocks. There's no real, I don't know. There's nothing all that inventive about. No, I, 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 I don't, I don't disagree. I think that's, unfortunately, that's just the way the, the cookie crumbles or the blood splatters or, you know, insert metaphor here. Um, yeah, that's kind of sad. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I the, the absence of Wes is really noticeable. Um, yeah, you know, and I mean, there's some interesting stuff that the series has done as far as, and I, I don't remember, maybe I, watching this one, there was a lot of commentary about the role of media 
in these social sort of media. Things. Yeah, was was a was a was a big topic in in so, four. Yeah, but so that, that was I mean, this twenty. Was... That was twenty eleven. So yeah. I mean, that was like the dawn, really. I mean, social media wasn't even social. It wasn't. It wasn't anything like it is now. And they were so, yeah, already I mean, touching on it. So at least that seemed. Yeah. You can argue the execution, but at least the topic seemed relevant. Yeah. Um, and so. I don't know. It, it, yeah. It's uh, if you're a Scream fan, I think you need. You probably already seen it. Is right. the thing. Uh, you know, if you're on the fence about it, yeah, it's worth a look. Um, but do you have to see it in the theater? I don't know. Um, I think no. It's it's not a big screen. If I mean, well, here's the thing. I mean, I think horror films when you see them with an audience that's into them, and and you can get an atmosphere. Um, that you can't replicate on your own. But with this film, I don't really feel like it ever did anything to develop that tension or to do anything that would make the live experience all the, all the better. Right. That make, I, I mean, I, I like seeing it with people who obviously enjoy the film, but there was, it still didn't make, make it frightening or it still did, you know, I mean, there's, there, <sighs> There's movies and and you've seen them too with you know experiences when you go into movie theater and the entire audience is there for it well and they're into it entirely well that that was or, i mean my know. my favorite example of that was when uh, we screened a quiet place yeah in the theater i mean that's the last time I remember being in a theater full of people that had one common thing and that was what was up on the screen and what was going on and being quiet. Yeah, and it well, was it was it was just mind boggling, but because it, they were they were so there for what was happening and the experience was so shared, um, and the scream but the screams are like party movies, to a certain extent, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, and I think that's and and that's why I say they're not really big screen. You don't need to see them on a wide screen with a super sound. So that doesn't matter. Um, if you want to see them with a lot of people at once, then sure, if you can find a booking that's full. But, but but that's and that's the other thing is, is <laughs> do you really want to be in a booking that's full? Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, and I I don't know that you can't predict what's going to do that necessarily. Um, you know, no, when you... when you know when when Blair Witch played at Sundance, um, yeah, I have a friend who saw it and just talked about how the experience was like nothing else because they had never no one had really experienced Blair Witch found footage sort of thing in that way. They re- but, well, they, they reinvented the horror wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but everything that came after couldn't ever sustain that really, I guess, paranormal activity, maybe for some people for did. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's hard to make a film that, that will shut an audience up and will get under their skin. Um, and I think scream is unfortunately, four films past where it can do that. Right. There you go. All right. So that is it. Uh, like I said, nothing is opening this week. I mean, something is probably opening this week, but it's the end of January. So not really, there's nothing big opening uh, this week, uh, but we are going, uh, well, what is going on is virtual Sundance again, uh, which I know you're covering. Uh, you've, you're going to be seeing, I don't know how many movies yeah. you're planning to see. You know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't. I, I'll see. I don't as many as I feel like seeing. I know that sounds 
No, uh, no, I hear you. You know, I mean, I've I've already seen a few. Um, I've been fortunate to see a few, um, but there's this. Th- I, I've kind of come to the place where if I watch a movie and I want to think about it, or sometimes there's movies that are like, okay, that's it. I can't watch another movie tonight. Right. And and sometimes the, the temptation is with the Sundance Film Festival is like, ah, but there's four more that I could see. Right. Um, but some movies need to be digested. There's some movies that you just can't watch another movie after. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I'll watch, uh, I, you know, and I'm going to have to work around my work schedule and things, uh, you know. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. Will I see 10 films? Yeah. Will I see 20 films? I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, it's somewhere in there. 10 to, 10 to 20 films is what I'll see. And, um you know, and, and uh, I'll give them the love and attention that I can. And, and then we'll, we'll go from there. I will not probably be seeing that many because of things uh, that we'll talk about offline. But uh, but I have also already watched one Sundance film that we'll maybe talk about if it's one that's on your radar as well. So um, but yeah, so we've got Sundance next weekend is Slamdance Film Festival, uh, also based here in Utah. Um, I will be watching a bunch of films next weekend for that. That I am. I have a list of films mm. that I want to try to get through. Uh, so we'll and, see and how you, many of those. And, and Slamdance usually has a couple that um, are pretty solid. It's mm-hmm. just fi- it's just finding those couple films in in there. I mean, right. uh, you know, sometimes Sundance passes on a film and Slamdance picks it up and Sundance probably shouldn't have passed on it. <laughs> um, you see that, uh, you know, every year there's one or two films in Slamdance that um, deserve a lot more attention than, than they initially get. Yep. And so uh, there, uh, there's one or two, I think, that have that kind of potential uh, this time. But, you know, there are a lot of them, they're just like, well, that looks interesting. Let's let's see how that, that shakes out. So that'll be my next weekend as well. Um we, we do have other films coming out eventually. I think February we get some more. I know we bumped Morbius from February to April. Uh, we had long ago bumped Doctor Strange to May. Uh, but there are still other films coming out. So we will be covering those as, uh, as they get released. And uh, I, I think overall, I think we're going to have another good... I, hopefully it's a, it, it'll be a good cinematic year. But hopefully it's spread over 12 months instead of three, like 2021 yeah, well, was. I think I think once we hit March, we're going to start seeing some of the big films. I mean, with, you know, the Batman and yeah, uh, going from there. So I, yeah, I think that it won't be a normal year, but it will be a little more normal. Right. Um, I, think, uh, I think they've got a game plan, and um, I think they kind of know what's possible. I, I think Spider-Man probably gave them for good and bad a certain amount of confidence in the, in the theaters. So, so we'll, we'll see how that goes, but yep. So those will be happening. So stay with us for that. Uh, Don't forget to like us, follow us on social media. You know how all that works. If you're on YouTube, click subscribe. That's great too. Until we get back to those, I'm Mark. That is Ryan. Bye Ryan. It was nice to see see you guys. And we will uh, talk to everyone later. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.